hello, friends, and welcome back to the Imago Nutrition Podcast, where we answer your questions and give you practical nutrition strategies to help you and your family flourish. And we've got a fun topic, one that is near and dear to my heart, actually. I'll explain why in a second. But if you are a parent or if you're just an adult who loves cereal like me, uh, but you're curious if cereal is a good option for breakfast for your children or for yourself, this is the episode for you. I know I'm going to learn some things. Um, and, uh, I'm excited to hear Danielle, your thoughts on this. If you have a question, uh, we would love to hear from you. So please don't hesitate right now. Grab your phone, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, um, do us a favor, pull up our website. That is Imago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O Nutrition.com slash podcast. Go to that page, if you will, and just scroll down and send us the burning question you've been meaning to ask or the question that you continue to receive a whole bunch of different opinions about and are wondering what is sound advice uh, relative to your question, that question that you keep hearing. Every single friend has a completely different answer. Every single social media influencer has a completely different answer. Every single quote expert uh, has a completely different answer. Uh, for you on that question. Uh, we would love to tackle that question for you and bring you some clarity and some freedom with food and nutrition, ultimately, of course, to support your goals long term. And so do us a favor, go to imagonutrition.com slash podcast and shoot us your burning nutrition or healthy lifestyle question. We would love to uh, address that in a future episode. All right. Well, let's get into it. Danielle, this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart because we're in the same family now. You married in and you've likely heard stories of myself and my brother, your husband, Jared, and how we used to basically live on cereal. <laughs> and so I have a massive affinity for cereal. Uh, if you had to say, if there was one food on the planet that was as nutrient dense as fruits and vegetables... Apart from cheesecake, I'd probably go with cereal just so that I could woof down cereal. Um, I used to eat cereal breakfast, lunch, and dinner, especially after college when I started living on my own. I would check out of the grocery store with like 15 boxes of cereal. And I kid you not, I would eat. And that was just like for a week. I could do a box or two a day sometimes. So I am a uh, recovering cereal addict um, <laughs> on, on one end of the spectrum. But that's not to say that this is good. It's not to say it is bad. There's just considerations like all things, right? And I still do enjoy cereal from time to time. So all that's to say, we have a great question. It is, is cereal a good breakfast choice for children Right. And we're going to say also for adults. Okay. It's just, it, just to open it up. So we've got both kind of child considerations, but also adult considerations. And so don't break my heart, but I'm curious <laughs> your thoughts on cereal as a breakfast option. All right. So I think there's, um, lots of advantages to cereal in the morning. You know, you're kind of fresh. So it's, it's easy to serve. It's quick. Um, kids and adults like it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess the questions that kind of come up um, is, is it just a bowl of sugar? Um, mm -hmm. And then I also hear adults that eat cereal complain that they're hungry quickly after. Mm -hmm. um, so those would be maybe the two disadvantages, um, just to name a few. But that is why I 
wanted to talk about this question today. I think um, I'm going to give you three points to consider um, for cereal. First, when we say kids and adults, um, I am in, in the um, boat of we want to eat with our kids as often as possible, even if it's, you know, in the morning for breakfast, if possible, um, eating with your kids, that would mean you're eating the same thing as your children, not mm. feeding your kids, kids foods. <laughs> so, um, you know, if your kids can eat cereal, so can you as adults, um, if you like it. So when you think about cereal, um, the first thing to think about is kind of which one to buy. Um, cereal is fortified and so it has tons of vitamins and minerals, but one that's really, um, good to look at is iron. And so, um, iron recommendations for kids are the following, um, ages one through three, the recommendation is seven milligrams ages four through eight, 10 milligrams ages nine through 13, eight milligrams and ages 14 through 18, 11 to 15 milligrams. So, why I gave you those numbers is to give you kind of a reference. Um, the best bioavailable, which means you can absorb it well, is your red meats. They have um, the best bioavailable source of iron. So three ounces, which is roughly the size of a deck of cards of beef, has only two milligrams of iron. Okay. Um, but you absorb majority of that two milligrams. Okay. Let's just say 90% of that. Now there's a ton of plant sources of iron as well. Um, their, their quantity is higher, but they um, they have inhibitors as what they call it. So they're not as bioavailable. You can't absorb them as well. So one cup of beans, for example, has eight milligrams of iron. So let's just give an example. That would be maybe you'd absorb 50 to 60% of that just as a giving you a good picture. Okay. So we just really want to balance both the animal sources and plant sources. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about children and picky eating, if that is something in your family, maybe we're not eating a lot of uh, meat or maybe we're not eating a lot of veggies. So iron canned, you know, help you get your iron intake. Um, so one thing to think about is you definitely have to read the label. You can't just pick up any box of cereal and, um, you know, it'd be a good source of iron. So on the back, I have two boxes of cereal in front of me here. <clears throat> One is um, an iron 10.8 milligrams and the other iron says 24.8. So you can see fortified cereals can get really high in iron if you're choosing the right ones. And we'll talk about how to choose those here in a minute. But hmm. that would be the first consideration is that they do have typically, if you're choosing the right ones, uh, a really good um, list of vitamins and minerals that are present in cereal. So if you're looking at the percentages to, to determine if it's a good cereal, about 15% or higher is considered a good source. Um, so if you're vitamin mineral says about 15% or higher. Um, that would be a good option. Does that sound good, Mark? So yeah, far? that's a good number to keep in mind too. So just, just let that kind of sink in. Is that when you're looking at those percentages, cause I know a lot of people struggle with, well, what does that actually mean? 
right? And some people might not think that 15% is a lot, but that's actually a terrific foundation. Uh, and mm-hmm. Of course, there's many more meals in the day, much more food. And so it goes up from there, but that's a solid, solid foundation. And sometimes I know that that's surprising to people because um, they're like, well, is eight good? Is 50 good? You know, 15 sets of floor for vitamin and minerals as a percentage of total daily intake, right? Yeah, right. Okay. So the next consideration would be fiber. Um, so again, fiber is super important for kids, not just adults. Um, one thing I think for kids is we just think, okay, if if my kid's not getting enough fiber, they'll get constipated. But again, fiber is so important for kids and adults. One thing it does, it helps us feel full. Another thing it does is lowers blood sugar spikes and prevents cancer. So that's just three out of many, many, many reasons we need fiber. Um, a good goal to think about is for your children age plus five is a good fiber goal for kids per Mm. day. So your child is, you know, five plus five. So their goal is 10 grams of fiber per day, not per meal, um, per day. So if your kids are a little bit older, um, you can kind of maybe say like teenagers, um, they're recommendation would be pretty similar to adults. So about 19 to 38 grams of fiber, depending on age and calorie level. So we've given lots of fiber um, information on our website. You can head over to our articles if you want more information on that. Um, And and fiber, I think, is one of the most staggering stats out there uh, because no less than 95% of Americans get the recommended intake of fiber. And I will tell you, if I do not wake up and stay focused on hitting optimal fiber, I won't accidentally hit fiber. Now, my eating patterns have lended itself to probably more than average, but it still takes focus. I've been preaching and teaching this stuff like you for decades now, right? And so what I say to people is they say, well, I get lots of fiber, this, that, and the other. I said, if you think you're in the 5%, you're probably not. Right. Because you'd have to show me on paper yesterday, not today, show me yesterday that you hit fiber. And I've never encountered someone that can show me. Right. And so um, all that's to say fiber is incredibly important. Just like you said, those were three reasons. There are a lot more uh, preventive preventative measure um, toward heart disease, colorectal cancer. Uh, there's just a host of, of benefits to fiber. And so a lot of times we kind of shrug fiber off and, and don't be, a, you know, don't be afraid of fiber. It's just a a carbohydrate that passes through your body undigested. Um, It keeps you full. It's terrific. Um, It guards against so many negative health outcomes. But I do see a lot of people sort of shrug it off. It's like, oh, I get get plenty of fiber. You don't. If you're listening to this and you think you do, you don't. The only people that do are the ones that know they do because they know what their goal is and they attack it every day. So not to seem over laborious, but just to challenge listeners uh, for both you and for your children to um, focus on fiber. It's a really great place to start. It's a really great place to start because you've got to source it from generally nutrient dense foods. You can't get away with hitting optimal fiber. It's eating pizza and ice cream all day. Okay. So we know that if you hit your fiber goal, chances are you're consuming that fiber from a wide array of nutrient dense foods, which is ideal. So anyways, all that's to say, this is an important piece because no less than 95% of Americans, I'm sure that number probably holds true for kids. I'm not sure uh, that that stat is based on adults per the CDC, uh, but I can imagine that flows through to children as well. So um, just a point of emphasis on fiber. 
which yeah. you can appreciate because you're the one that has really brought me up to speed on getting my act together in, in terms of fiber the last couple of years. So, yeah. Well, two things that you mentioned, I think um, fiber is really hard to track. You don't have nutrition labels on your fruits and veggies. Um, right. So finding an app that you can actually see the fiber is, is mm-hmm. going to be a way to prove to yourself um, whether you're getting enough. And second and that, thing that, you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was, oh, go ahead. No, you there was a second one. Yep. Oh, the second thing I was going to, uh, I heard you say is I think most people think when, when we say increase your fiber is like, Oh, more fruits and veggies, more fruits. You can get fiber from your carbohydrates too. I think people forget mm-hmm. about that. And because, you know, maybe there's kind of a diet mentality, but, um, carbohydrates are really needed to get to your, your fiber goal too. Um, not just That's true. So we, te- we teach the four pillars, right? And so, pillar one is lean meat, seafood, and dairy. Pillar two is fruits and veggies. Pillar three is whole grains. Pillar four is nuts and seeds. So people say, where do I get fiber? Three out of Three of the four. It's the fruits and veggies, the whole grains, and the nuts and seeds. Okay. So yes, lean meat, seafood, and dairy is predominantly a whole host of nutrients, but predominantly a protein source, right? But then fruits and veggies, whole grains, nuts and seeds are where you go to get your fiber. And and I think it's a great point about the app. It has never been easier. I've probably said this before on another episode. It has never been easier to understand your intake than it is today. And it will be easier tomorrow. Okay. So we can't act like, oh, it's just, I just don't know what I eat. I just can't stop it. Knock it off. Like there's just no excuse anymore. You fart around on your iPhone all day long, right? (laughs) You use all these different apps. You can track food with a free app. Any free quote unquote calorie counting app or most will give you insights into things like your protein and your fiber, you know, uh, your added sugar, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. It's never been easier. If you know how to listen to this podcast, you have the technological prowess to understand how much food you're consuming, how many calories, how much fiber. So uh, just another point of challenge on that. Don't slough off. Well, I just don't know. Uh, you can learn it, right? It's like finances. You've just got to get into the numbers a bit um, so that if you really want to win with money, yeah, you get into your budget and you you work on the numbers. If you want to win with nutrition, you get into your budget and you work on the numbers. Okay. So, okay. I'm off my soapbox. So <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Okay. So we know how fiber is really important. Um, so a good source, just like the good source of the vitamins, minerals, 15% or higher, a good source of fiber on the label would be looking at the dietary fiber grams. And so that is three grams or more. So not the percentages, um, the dietary fiber goal on the label is three grams or more. And that would be in a serving. So again, sometimes we're not always following those serving sizes. So take that into consideration. Um, so that was point number two. And was there any other questions about that, Mark? Nope. I think that okay. I did enough talking on that one. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mark, uh, sorry. Point number three would be protein. Um, so is cereal a good source of protein? No. Um, so your best cereals have about five grams of protein per serving. Five grams is not enough. Um, for children though, it depends on their age. Um, you would be surprised. A lot of parents are worried about the protein intake for their kids. It's not as high as you think it is. Um, so there's tons of protein sources. So I would still say no matter if you're a kid or adult, try to serve your cereal with a protein. So there's obviously some protein in the milk, so that could boost you up a little bit. So maybe to 10 grams. Um, if you're again, eating that one serving 
and you're choosing a good source of um, protein in your cereal. So other options for breakfast would be dairy. Think outside the box. So like it could be kefir or that um, high protein milk called Fairlife. Other dairy products, string cheese, um, cottage cheese and fruit. You know, there's tons of um, dairy products you can serve on the side. Sometimes what I like to do too with my my children is make like a yogurt parfait. So you're just using the cereal as like kind of a topper. Um, mm-hmm. So your bulk, your bulk of it is your yogurt where you're getting more protein. Um, nuts or nut butters. You could sprinkle some nuts on top of your cereal. You could have fruit and almond butter on the side of your cereal. You could have a hard boiled egg or scrambled eggs as a side for your cereal. So Try to not serve cereal alone, and that can really help tackle that disadvantage of getting hungry quickly after. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is really key um, if you want to enjoy cereal and keep your portions in control and not feel hungry quickly after is to always have a protein on the side. And we should say, too, that, you know, kind of the mechanism behind this is that, and I just saw yet another study that came out that confirmed this, so we continue to confirm that this is the case, is that protein is the most satiating or the most filling macronutrient of the three major macronutrients, which is carbohydrates, protein, and fat. And so your body feels more full with protein than it does with carbohydrates and fats. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing of carbs and fats. We want them to be relatively easy to digest, low wear and tear to get into your system because they're primarily an energy source for your body, right? Protein is different. Um, and just on a, on a nerd note as well, um, it, it also has the highest thermic effect of food. And so your body actually burns more calories breaking down protein than it does carbs and fats. Okay, so your body has to work harder with protein in a good sense, not in a bad sense. And so all that's to say protein is incredibly filling, so is fiber, as you mentioned earlier. So the combination, that's why we do recommend a high-protein slash high-fiber breakfast uh, for many, many reasons, nutrient absorption, et cetera, all the benefits of all these things. But that feeling full and satisfied is very important for adults as they head off to the workday. Very important for children, too, whether they head off into you know a summer day of fun or it's a school day and feeling full so that they can stay focused on their work. And so we're not very different from our kids. We need to stay focused on our work during the day and our play and a high protein and or high fiber breakfast helps us accomplish that. So, um, and by the way, we do have, I just thought about this, didn't plan it, but we'll just, um, we'll promote it real quick. If you head over to the free section of our website, so imagonutrition.com slash free, there is what we call a healthy breakfast ideas document. You can download that. And we have some options. These are not, it's not a diet book or anything like that. These are some ways to get creative with high protein and or high fiber breakfast options. And so that's one of our free downloads. You can head over to imagonutrition.com slash free. You can download healthy breakfast ideas PDF. Very simple to do. You can print that out and then just start getting creative and start thinking just, I love, I've heard you say this before. I love it. Think outside the box, right? Literally and metaphorically think outside the cereal box, right? And so if that's a great resource for you to just get the creative juices flowing, uh, we'd love to uh, send that to you for free as well. So head over there um, and grab that. So fiber and protein, powerful, powerful combination in a breakfast, irrespective of what foods you're talking about. It just happens to be in the context of cereal today. So yeah. So the last thing I just want to end with is kind of how to pick your cereal. So 
three things to look at on the label. So we talked about fiber, that's number one. So if you can find a, a cereal that actually is a little bit higher than that three grams, five grams is our goal. So five grams of fiber or more. And then the protein would be the same, five grams of fiber or more mm. for protein. Now, occasionally it's like one gram off. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but that means if you're really close to those five grams of fiber or more, or five grams of protein or more, that's going to be a really good choice. And the last thing to look at is the total sugars. I don't typically recommend to look at the total sugars, but in this case, um, it's going to keep your added sugars in control. Um, so total sugars of 10 gram or less. So 10 grams or less of total sugars will keep that added sugar down. Um, so there's several, you know, brands out there that do meet the five, five, 10, uh, five grams of fiber, five grams of protein and 10 grams of added sugar or less. So hope you can find some that you enjoy and try several, try several. That's, different kinds. that's a really great, I think way to a really great device as I would call is just think five, five, 10, right? So fiber, protein, total sugar, five, five, 10. I think that's really a cool way. It's very nice package uh, way to remember, uh, you know, cereal. So that's, that's cool. I don't know if I've thought of it that way, but I need to, even when I'm picking out my indulgent cereals, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go downstairs and check, uh, <laughs> go check my cereals five, yeah. five, 10. So just remember that five on the fiber, five on the protein, 10 on total sugar, 10 on total sugar. So five, five, 10. That's very cool. Awesome. That's all I have for today. Awesome. Well, this has been a fun topic. Again, as a cereal connoisseur, uh, I appreciate uh, thinking about cereal a, a little more appropriately in context, you know, and so cereal can be fun, um, but it can also be nutritious. And so this is just kind of a, a foundational set of guidelines that can help you choose that. And so as Danielle said, um, which I, of course, agree with is, yes, you can include cereal, you know, for your kids, for you. Um, just think about outside the box. Think about pairing it with some other foods. Think about these nutritional considerations, the 5510, um, and you'll be a lot more satisfied. You'll be a lot, um, I think, more pleased with the outcome, the results, the satiation, the satisfaction that will come from incorporating some of these techniques. So, all right, well, that's it. And so if this episode has been helpful, we'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Uh, drop us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Just leave us a comment on any given episode that you're listening to. Um, and uh, we would love to help as many people as possible with these episodes. So if you want to share with a friend, please do so. If you're on social media, you can follow us across any major social media platform at Imago Nutrition. That's I-M-A-G-O Nutrition at Imago Nutrition. And all, as always, thank you to Happy Pill the Band for our theme song, Thinking About Food. We'll see you.